Welcome back to Sustainably Influence, the podcast guiding you through the minefield of sustainability with your hosts Charlotte Williams and Bianca Foley. This season we'll be interviewing experts in sustainability and ethical living to shed a little light on the many terms used across industries, discussing the different aspects of living a conscious lifestyle and how we can do our bit to make a difference. In today's episode we speak to Ashley Bishop, co-founder of Bagboard, the sustainable reward scheme that brings conscious brands and people together to drive sustainable environmental and social change. Ashley joined her longtime schoolmate Ben Ayres to found the company after he easily convinced her that disrupting the advertising industry and saving the world at the same time was possible. Ashley has a background in advertising and most recently was at McCann London with experience in creating fully integrated advertising campaigns for global brands such as Pandora, Nestle and Nespresso. Let's get into today's episode. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really excited to talk to you girls. Uh, We are so excited. So let's start off with talking about Bagboard. Could you let us know and our listeners exactly what it is? Sure. Well, yeah, in its simplest form, I guess, um, we are replacing single-use plastic bags in independent stores all across London. We produce eco-friendly, reusable paper bags made from sustainably sourced paper. And they also have a special eco-friendly coating on them, which makes them waterproof, which looking outside the window, it's kind of handy for the British weather. (laughs) Um, And we provide them to our retailers completely free of charge, just replacing their single-use plastic bag supply. So you can pick up one of our bags completely free at any one of the stores, and you can find your nearest retailer on our website or in the app. Um, And the reason we can provide them for free is because we fund it through advertising from sustainable brands on the front of the bag. But I think what makes it much more interesting than just being a reusable bag is that people who carry the bags can actually earn rewards for carrying them and reusing them. So people can link the bag to our app and earn rewards for every time they reuse the bag. And then they can spend those rewards on sustainable brands that we have on the platform. And even more than that, um, every time someone reuses the bag, we direct a portion of our revenues to removing ocean plastic. So I guess in terms of why should you use Bagboard? Well, um, firstly, it's not a single-use plastic bag, which hopefully is is, is good. Um, so we're helping the world get rid of those. We would like there to be no single-use plastic bags in the world, and ideally. But also every time you reuse a Bagboard bag, not only are you earning rewards for yourself, you're also helping to remove even more plastic for the ocean. So I guess if you want to earn rewards or help remo- remove ocean plastic or maybe both, um, that's what we're here for.
No, I, 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 def- I love the fact that you call it a secret, secret society. I mean, what we really want is we want to tap into people who are really looking to engage with brands who are making, you know, who are trying to make a difference. And I think this is a, whilst you are starting to see a trend towards this, you know, you know, consumer spending is going that way. I think there are some people who really, really starting to avidly believe in this and they are really looking for that information. You know, you're, it's the, it's people who are searching vegan beauty or they'll go out of their way to a, a specific shop because they know it stocks that alternative milk that they want. You know, so there are people who are very proactively looking to make changes in the way they buy. And it's those people who are sort of leading the way because they are the ones going out the way to find those cool new brands who are genuinely making a difference. And, you know, look, it's easy to be a big brand and make a claim about the, you know, the initiatives you have in place. But let's be honest big brands, it's going to take them time. It is going to take time for them to really make changes to the way they run their business, the the supply chains they have in place, the products they're creating before they're able to really, we're able to actually see that difference happening and and, and the impact that that's going to have. So those small brands, those really, really cool small brands who are able to be a bit more dynamic, able to be a bit more flexible and really start to actually create things that are um, where sustainability is really at the core of what they're doing. Those are the brands that I think are really exciting. It's the people looking for those kinds of brands and helping to grow them and support them. They're the ones that are really going to help this whole industry really, really explode and become something where it is just the norm. I absolutely love that. We have spoken quite a few times on the podcast about two things you just picked up. Firstly, about the, the single-use plastic and also how the bags for life, which are deemed as not single-use plastic, are actually doing more bad for the environment than anything ever before so that's one thing and then also how the newer brands who are focused on being more sustainable more ethical and conscious um find it so much easier to start and be the change whereas the older brands are having to catch up because they don't have the process in place. So this is really great because you're actually combining, I guess, you're combining the two because from what I am I gather, you're giving the bigger brands the bags, right? And then advertising the smaller brands. Is that? It's a complete mix, right? exactly that. Yeah. So the, the way we see it working is, um, you know, the brands that we have on the platform, we have a third party scoring system that they go through. So when the brands come onto the platform, you as a user, as a user of Bagboard, will be able to see information about that brand and decide whether or not you want to purchase from them based on what you value. So yes, do you know what? We will work with some big brands. Of course we will, because we still need the big brands. We need them to make changes. They have the ability to make global, you know, to globally impact how we buy and and make mass change, which is great. You need that. But you also need those little small brands who, as you say, are able to be more dynamic, pushing through that change, empowering people to make those changes much more quickly and to make choices that align with their value to show that it is competitive to have sustainability at the core of the business. You know, that it's competitive to align with what people value. And I think that the main thing um, is... People need that information. That's what's really, really important is if people don't have access to information, how are you supposed to know whether what you're buying is genuinely aligned with what you value or whether what you're spending is actually funding something that you really don't agree with? And right now, I think as a consumer, that's a really, really difficult thing to know. 
because trying to find that information and trying to find information that you can trust and not having to do hours on Google searches and, you know, work through lots of different, you know, difficult to understand information a lot of the time. Um, how do you do that? You know, how as a consumer are you supposed to know, okay, well, you know, I really like this oat milk and I really like this oat milk, but which one is actually doing something that I really care about um, because I want to make sure I'm supporting that versus one that maybe isn't quite aligned with what I care about as a person. So I think it's about, you know, information is is king here, right? It's really, really important. You can't make a spending decision that aligns with what you value unless you know what that brand is doing. That's really it's it this is something that in I think for me across every different industry or every aspect of life that is so important and it's that idea of having access to the information every kind of role that I've ever had I've always had kind of an educational kind of background to it my thing with my clients or my my customers or whatever I've always thought if people understand what it is that they're buying into they'll buy into it more I guess in a more wholesome and like more um what's the word I'm looking for like they would they're gonna really take it in and run with it they're gonna really like be a champion for the brand or whatever that they're doing so I think I 100% agree with you on that I think it's the biggest thing when it comes to buying anything more human yeah really because I mean I (laughs) maybe maybe it's it's you know very optimistic of me but I like to believe that people are inherently good you know if you knew that what you were buying was funding something that you know you fundamentally disagreed with you probably would go oh I don't actually want to buy that anymore but I think a lot of the time that information is it's not clear and it's all we're too separate from it which I think is a real can be really really problematic as well and actually as you say education is really important awareness and people are looking for that now you know more and more people do want to know where their money is going you know if I'm spending my money that's that's a vote with my wallet that I'm making and I want to make sure I'm voting the right way but making sure that people have the education, the awareness, the information is the only way they're going to be able to do that in a way that aligns with what they care about. Yeah, that's so true. So looking at the idea of this product and the loyalty scheme, which I absolutely love because I'm a big fan of loyalty schemes. I have so many um, apps on my phone. That's why I, when I found you, I was like, oh my God, this is great. Just add, I, I think I was going for a phase of like, joining like airtime rewards and Quidco and things like that. And I was like, oh, here's another one. Um, but obviously with um, a way better ethical side to it, which I was really into. But what led you to choose this business model? Because it's quite, it's different and it's not a conventional business model. It's really not. Um, <laughs> and trying, trying to explain that and develop that over the years has been, I'd say, one of the, one of the bigger challenges for us as a, as a brand. Um, but I think kind of like looping back a bit on what originally got us going with the ideas so my background is in advertising and I think that you know my my two co-founders when we originally started this the whole idea was really around advertising and advertising in the industry and how powerful it is it's it's one of those industries that it's so incredibly important and it influences us every single day but almost we don't realize it. And I think because of the formats that um, that advertising has to reach us, it, the problem is it's become quite disruptive. People have switched off to it. It's really, really, you know, it's, it's so overloaded with information and messages from all these different brands to the point where 
I think consumers just just aren't interested anymore. You just, you know, it becomes a subconscious engagement, which is really more an unconscious engagement, which I think is really problematic because it is still influencing you to buy. And whether you realize it or not, what you see through advertising does influence how you buy. And what we really wanted to do was go, okay, well, this is a difficult thing because right now the way people are buying, because they're unconsciously engaging with advertising, they're not necessarily buying consciously. So is there a way that we can create a conscious engagement with information so people are more aware of what they buy? Because brands aren't going to change if you keep buying in the same way. If you don't have access to information that shows you how to buy differently, brands aren't going to change either. You know, they'll just keep giving you the things that you're buying. So for us, we know that consumers want to buy from brands they believe in. Um, So how do you create a new relationship between brands and consumers? And that's all about proactive attention from consumers to brands in a way where consumers can actually use the data links that we already have and their spending power to say, no, this is what we want. You know, use the fact that we already have links set up between brands and consumers, but flip the narrative, flip the dynamic between the two and use it so as that spending power can actually drive change. So that's what really kind of helped get us into the bagboard idea initially. And if you can start engaging consumers in what you see, then influences how you buy. So make sure that you're seeing information you actually want to see. That's what that's what really drove drove um, you know the sort of the business and, and and it kind of developed from there. I think the, the main thing for us is ultimately we want to make it, you know, not only well we want to make it essential and competitive for brands to have social impact at the core of their business. It shouldn't just be a box to tick. You know, it should be how does what you do, the impact you have, impact everyone, all you know, all stakeholders, not just your bottom line. Yeah. The advertising industry is the industry that I also work in and there's so much wrong with it. (laughs) Um, But exactly that. Um, Something my company does is fight for change for the industry, but in a slightly different way. But it's just really important to note that you can use things to your benefit. And I think you're doing a great job at that, using what you know already works and making it work for a good cause. But then also, I imagine you're also making an income. So it's like, it's a great thing. I really enjoy when people can make a profit. Well, I hope you are. But people can make a business out of something that does good. Because if we can showcase that, yeah, you have, I've put a business together and it's successful and I'm also doing good. I think that can help change mindsets for the future to be like, okay, I can start a business and it doesn't have to be something that's going to be a detriment to our environment or to to our world and the world that we live in. I can make change and also run a business. And I, I, that's why I really like the idea of backboard because that's what you're doing. Oh, I, I hear, you know, I I completely aligned with everything you've just said. I think we shouldn't be scared of profit. We shouldn't be scared of making money. You should, of course you should, you know, everyone wants to, go out and buy things like everyone wants to have a a, you know security in their life you should absolutely have that but does it have to be done at the you know at the cost of someone else no I don't think it it should it there is a way to as you say combine profit and people and planet they can all be done in a way where you know it benefits everyone and and actually do you know if everyone benefits everyone benefits you know 
So let's let's focus on that. You don't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to have a negative impact just because you're making money. And I think that's, you know, I'm a realist at the end of the day. People want to buy things. But if I'm buying something, I just want to make sure it's not having a negative impact when that's not necessary. It can have a positive impact. So, yeah, and I think advertising, exactly to your point, is a really powerful way of changing that because it has that ability to influence and inform people. And if you can do it in a way that helps actually if it could be advertising for good, advertising for positive change, we should use that. We should be we should be using that to do that exactly that. So going back to a point that you made before, you mentioned that um the brands that you work with go through a third party like point system or scoring system. Can you tell us a little bit more about the brands that you kind of partner with and how do you guys then decide to partner with them? Yeah, so I mean, we've partnered with brands such as um, Sky Ocean Rescue, Loop, Ben and Jerry's. I think on the platform as well right now we have um, Lush and the Body Shop, and I mean, obviously we have plans to to add more. Obviously, this year's been an interesting one. Um, <laughs> a few of those plans have been on hold for for uh, one little thing called a global pandemic. Um, so yeah, so I mean we do have plans to add more the third party scoring is to ensure that the scoring system is trusted it's not it's it's completely objective it's not just us going we like this and we don't like that because mm-hmm. that's not our place to it's not our place to do that we want to provide a way for consumers to make that decision you know um and everyone has different things that they value you know and sustainability in my mind is a very broad it should be a broad term. It should be, is what I'm doing, is what the business is doing sustainable? Yes, it's environmental, but it's also about people. It's also about progress. You know, there's, it should, it should encompass all things that, that a business has impact on, not just the environmental impact. So the plan is to allow that scoring system to inform people so they can make decisions based on what they value. Um, again, if I, I go back to, you know, either or if you go into a shop at the moment if you are choosing between one product and another product you might be you know you might be really wanting um a product that you know they're really working on their carbon offsetting that might really matter to you but you might actually be way more interested in you know a, a, a brand that has a real focus on gender diversification in the workplace that might be more interesting and actually you want to use your your um spending power to vote for that at that point yeah. So we want to be able to give people that the access to that information. And I think the really important thing is there is no one size fits all solution to this right now. Mm-hmm. Very conscious that we are on a journey and this is the start of a sustainability journey for a lot of people and a lot of brands. So for us, it's about empowering people to make the start, you know, get started on that journey, have access to the information to make buying decisions around what they really value and yeah, really use that spending power as, as a sort of vote to show what they want to see more of in the future. I think that's so, it's just so interesting. I'm sitting here and I'm, because I was doing a bit of research on the brand before we, um, before we recorded and I was sitting there, I was trying to get to grips with it in the beginning. And I, the more I read, the more I was like, this is really cool. It's a really, it's a really cool, like interesting, innovative idea that you, we haven't seen before. And it's, the more speak the more that we're speaking to you the more I'm understanding your passion behind it and the fact that at the end of the day as much as it's a business it's as Charlotte said you're doing something good but at the same time 
you seem to be very much uh, more minded towards your customer and towards your consumer, which is really great. So everything that you're doing as much as at the end of the day, yes, you want to have a successful business. You want people to have the access to the information to make more informed decisions and to be able to spend their money in a way that does good. And all we can do is say that, thanks. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, it's for me, it's an essential. You know, we are at a point where we have to start making changes we we have to you know and that's from from a planet perspective of course we do but the way that we make those changes is by you know giving people an easy accessible way to do that because you know people already have a lot to worry about people already have a lot of things they they do um on a day-to-day basis lots of stresses etc so you want to make it as easy as possible for people to make changes and even if someone uses a bag or bag and just uses the bag or bag on its own and doesn't you know doesn't Maybe you don't want rewards. I don't know. I don't know anyone who's not into rewards. I'm all about that. But if you don't want to earn rewards, that's also fine. You're still replacing a single-use plastic bag. And reusing it, no more single-use plastic bags. Fantastic. We can have a huge impact just by doing that. But the potential to do so much more and to create a network of consumers who are using that spending power to drive brands to make a change, for me, that long-term vision would be, is amazing. You know, because people do want to see changes it's just giving them that power to do so and actually drive that change and you know what makes you know what always drives change money because yeah 100 so definitely going back to the incentivization sort of idea for a sec i the reason why i kind of i really wanted to hone in on this question was because in the uk we're not very we're not very focused on that kind of stuff and i feel like everybody's kind of a bit more we stand up against stuff. Any sort of change is a big deal. Whereas you look at some of the more like Scandinavian countries and they're recycling and they're doing things where if you recycle, you get money or you get tokens or something that then you can then use. Is that something else that you, do you think that we could implement something similar to what you guys are doing across more different products in the UK? Oh, I think there's always more we can do. You know, there's always more. I think some of the, you know, Scandinavian countries are doing amazing things. I mean, look at what they do around, you know, maternity and paternity leave, you know, making it so it's, it's trying to create that equality in, in a, um, you know, in a very official sense. There is so much we can do and learn from other countries about how they're doing it differently. Um, and I think being open to trying new things is key because no one's getting it absolutely right right now. Of course they're not. There's so many things that... You know, we can try it. Do you know what? If we try it, it doesn't work. At least we tried. I would rather have tried it. And if it doesn't work, okay, well, let's do the next things. Let's let's go on to the next. But if we don't try, if we're not open to, you know, small changes, then we are, we, we kind of, we can kind of guarantee that we're going to fail, you know? And I think there is a fear of change, which is understandable. Of course, you know, that's, that is something that people are always going to be scared of. But you might also see that those changes become something really, really exciting and become, you know, really, really huge and and actually lead to a much better and improved future. So I guess helping people, educating them on what that change would look like. Again, it's education, as you you very rightly pointed out before, information. That makes people feel more comfortable. That makes people feel more open to trying things. And again, 
to your point, Charlotte, about a sort of almost like a secret, you know, secret society of people, if you can get a small group of people doing it really, really well, and then showing other people, it's not scary, it can be done, and actually it has a really positive impact, then that's how you can prove to the masses that actually this is a really positive thing and here's how you do it and and it's not so scary. So I think, you know, change is crucial. It's essential. You've got to try it. And actually, you know, the people who are brave and do give it a go, often they're the ones that then pioneer the way forward and show that actually change isn't scary. It's actually a really, really positive thing. Um, It's just educating others about, about what that means for them people using their influence for good isn't it so oh so, yeah so much. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so you guys you launched last year didn't you so we started at the end of last year yeah and um we really started to see it picking up at the beginning of this year which oh, was fantastic but yes <laughs> As we all know, a global pandemic and all that so we uh, with pretty much every store, because um, all stores were shut for a certain amount of time, or yeah. apart from like supermarkets and stuff, has it changed your vision for the future at all? And like, what's next for Bagboard? So it definitely, it definitely, of course, it had an, an impact. I think, um, you know, it's been a really, we shouldn't shy away from that. It's been a really tough year for everyone. Um, we all know people who have lost someone or had jobs at risk or you know have had you know everyone has been impacted in some way um and I think it's you know it's it's really really important to recognize that this year has been incredibly difficult and trying but I think it's also been a really positive year with the opportunities that have come up how people have pulled together um you know I think there has been some real positives that have come out of it as well I mean we've seen some amazing things I mean even even with you know what the, the government's put in place to support small businesses we're, we're very you know we're fortunate that support has has really enabled us to to keep going um so you know we absolutely should should recognize that like look obviously there have been a lot of things that could have been done maybe differently but it, you know we are where we are and I think that a lot of that support that's come through has has really really helped small businesses like ours so we did obviously pause um during a lockdown you can't exactly encourage people to be going out walking around with their bags so we did have to put a slight pause there um but we've been working really closely with the retailers to understand when they're going to be going back into you know when they're going to be reopening what that need looks like so it's when we do start putting bags out there, it's appropriate for their needs and for the consumer spending, uh, consumer shopping habits that that um, we're seeing rather than us just trying to get bags out there just for the sake of it. Our main focus really in terms of how we have changed, you know, how we're seeing the future change is been really about the consumer experience. Um, how can we optimize the consumer experience for um you know this this time and for the future so what does the digital experience look like how can we make sure the information is coming through we actually brought we brought forward the sustainable scoring plans that we actually hadn't intended to bring in until next year we actually started to bring that forward because if we're going to have we started to really realize that the, the digital side of the experience was going to be absolutely crucial for consumers so you can still engage in bagboard and get value from the platform. You know, even if you're not carrying a bag around, there's still an in-app experience that you can engage with. And we're actually going to be releasing a new version of the app with some of those features in the next couple of weeks. So obviously it's been difficult. We've had to kind of, you know, really, you know, hibernate, I guess. 
um, assess what we've what we've had and and regroup a little bit. But overall, the long term plan is still the same. It's still to empower people to buy more sustainably. That is ultimately the plan is still the same. I think the main thing is just been focusing on you know creating a consumer optimized experience that that enables that. Slight pivot over lockdown. My favorite word. <laughs> everything forward without my own heart because I had to do the exact same thing yeah lockdown's been a and the whole pandemic in in general has been a bit of a a mad unpredicted experience but for business owners I think it's definitely been a bit of the hunger games kind of fight <laughs> for the business so I think it's really great to see brands that because I know a few that just at the beginning in like March time they're just like okay cool we're done shutting up shop that's yeah. it it and I was just like oh okay and every business owner is different and our um ability to you know keep on going is different so it's nice that you were able to see your forward vision and be like okay we're gonna have to bring this to do this now for the for the you know the survival of the business and you you did it so that that's really great to see um just a bit of a caveat there but I'm like I'm obsessed with businesses over over the COVID um, experience because I've seen so many success stories and so many um horror stories yeah I don't want to say failures but horror stories do you think as well it's given people you know we were all on such a go 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 before lockdown I don't know about you guys but sometimes you just the weeks just disappear everything's going so fast you know you're traveling here traveling there that I think in some respects kind of having to sit and stay still in one place really forces you to look at what you're doing to to to, to review it to go what are, what are we doing are we comfortable with this are we happy am I happy because you know a lot of people in their roles maybe they just haven't had that opportunity to sit down and really think about it because we've just been so busy all the time and I know lockdown has actually made some people a lot busier with everything that's been going on but I do think there has been that little bit of okay let's just check ourselves what are we doing are we comfortable with this is there a way we can do it better or should we be doing it at all and I think that you know it has it has brought a lot of things to a head for a lot of people definitely mean mean being the number one person in that <laughs> I can't believe I used to do as much as I did now I struggle I've socialized twice this week and I'm exhausted who am I well I'm just like I can't believe I used to wear jeans what <laughs> I've just ordered a pair of jeans actually I think they came this morning um but they're like super soft cotton and um like flared oh amazing um and like wide legs so they're not they're gonna be super I've wanted them for ages and they've they've been out of stock and now my size is in stock so I was like yes get them but um the skinny jean like I've actually given all my skinny jeans to charity Amazing. I will never wear them ever again my top shop jamies I'm so sorry but sorry. <laughs> sorry ladies they're gone <laughs> I literally have to like breathe in do a little hop and then like do the button up and then be like okay cool we're there and then just so that they would fit and they'd look really nice. And I'm just like, why would I do that? I was so uncomfortable throughout the whole day. Never. So our last question of the day is one that we've been asking everyone. Um, and we're genuinely interested in what people think is the answer to this question. Because everyone has a different mindset and everyone has different opinions. But our question is, if we could ask, if you could ask everyone in the world to make one small change, 
what would that be? Uh, it's such a good question. And I think, yeah, I can understand why everyone has different opinions on this. I think there's an, an issue where people think that they one thing that they do doesn't have a big impact but actually any small thing you do if everyone's doing it you know okay use one bag or bag right you know you're replacing a single use plastic bag if everyone does that that's eight billion single use plastic bags that don't get used but I guess my main thought here would be as much as possible and of course within within your means buy in a way that reflects not only what you want but how you want the world to be so thank you so much Ashley for joining us today this was such a great episode what I wanted to ask now is if we were to find you on social media and the internet or you personally and for Bagboard where would we need to look um, thank you so much for having me. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, so you can find us at www.bagboard.com and you can also find us at Bagboard on uh, Instagram and I'm at Ashley T. Bishop also on Instagram. Um, you know, if you want to see pictures of my cats, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs>